You are listening to Announce, Season 2, Episode 37, Complicated. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Young Tom was born the seventh and youngest child of Samuel and Nancy on February 11, 1847, in Milan, Ohio. Samuel was an exiled political activist from Canada, and Nancy, an accomplished school teacher. It became apparent that young Tom was not going to be like other children. By 1854, the family had moved to Port Huron, Michigan, and after a 12-week stint in public school, young Tom was found to be too difficult for teachers to deal with. He was hyperactive, prone to distraction, one of those kids who would probably end up being drugged to keep him calm in our day and age. So his mother took over supervising his education at home. By age 11, Tom was reading everything he could put his hands on. He loved to learn and enjoyed a wide range of subjects. Because his mother had a more loosely structured curriculum than public school, Tom developed a pattern of study and self-education that benefited him throughout his whole life. Though suffering with a rather profound hearing loss due to scarlet fever, Tom was vigorous, bright, and engaged in life. By the age of 12, he was selling newspapers along the Grand Trunk Railroad line, and he ambitiously took advantage of the news bulletins that were telegraphed to the train station office every morning. He started his own newspaper, called the Grand Trunk Herald. It became a favorite of the travelers along that line, an early adventure in entrepreneurism in what became a long line of successful ventures for Tom. Enjoying the freedom around the rail yard, he even set up a makeshift lab and a train baggage car. Unfortunately, one experiment caused a fire. What else would a curious youngster do when doing chemistry experiments but start a fire, right? A conductor came in to investigate and extinguish the fire and somehow ended up hitting young Tom in the head, probably furthering his loss of hearing. Tom continued his activities around the railroad station. Ever observant, Tom even saved the life of a three-year-old who had wandered into the path of an errant train. As a reward for his bravery, the three-year-old's grateful father taught Tom Morse code. By age 15, he was proficient enough to be employed as a telegraph operator. Telegraph at the time operated with a machine inscribing the code onto a piece of paper, so his hearing loss was not a hindrance for Tom and until more modern versions of the telegraph were made with only audible feedback. But for the next five years, Tom traveled about the Midwest as an itinerant telegraph operator, substituting for operators who were serving in the Civil War. And at age 19, he took a position with the Associated Press in Louisville, Kentucky. He loved working the night shift, as it allowed him plenty of time to continue reading and experimenting with electricity, mechanics, and chemistry. While working for Western Union, Tom invented one of the early versions of an automated electronic voting machine. At the time, it was not well received because it counted the vote immediately, and the politicians wanted more time to schmooze and convince their colleagues to vote their way. In 1871, Tom married 16-year-old Mary Stilwell, and in their 13 years of marriage, they had three children, Marion, Thomas, and William. 
Unfortunately, in 1884, at the age of 29, Mary died of a suspected brain tumor. Two years later, Tom married a second time. A young woman, 19 years his junior, named Mina Miller. Tom invented or improved upon many of the amazing technologies we enjoy today. One of them, however, was not the electric light bulb. However, after modest efforts by Humphrey Davis, an Englishman working in the early 1800s, and others that had already developed the electric light bulb, none of which were very reliable or useful, Thomas Alva Edison purchased the U.S. patent from Henry Woodward and Matthew Evans in 1879, and he patented his own version of the improved electric light bulb, a useful and reliable piece of hardware that began to be widely used within one year, partly because in 1879 Edison also founded the Edison Illuminating Company, which later became General Electric. Thomas Alva Edison was a prolific inventor and a tenacious businessman, inventing everything from the phonograph to creating improvements in telegraph, batteries, and submarine detection. During his lifetime, he was awarded 1,093 patents, the first for his automated electronic voting machine, and last was his apparatus designed to hold objects during the electroplating process. Thomas Edison passed away at the age of 84 on October 18, 1931. So, here's the ounce. What can we learn from the life and times of Thomas Alva Edison? What is the measure of a human being? Well, it's complicated. While Edison can and should be hailed as a man who worked himself from rags to riches, a person who succeeded in spite of severe hearing loss, and a man who invented and improved upon technologies that made our whole world better, he was also known as a publicity seeker, a fierce and sometimes unfair competitor who could hold a grudge, and an often neglectful and absent husband and father. So, there are many lessons we can learn from Thomas Edison. It's complicated. He was complicated. In him there was both good and bad, and so it is with most anyone else who has ever lived. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. On our next episode, we'll explore the concept of attitude and how we face the challenges of our lives. We'll focus on the space between stimulus and reaction that Viktor Frankl talked about, that space in which personal power, liberty, and choice reside. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom, an ounce at a time. A little nugget to think about when it comes to Thomas Edison. According to a 1961 Reader's Digest article by Edison's son, Charles, Edison calmly walked over to him as he watched a fire destroying his entire West Orange, New Jersey factory. And in a childlike voice, Edison told his 24-year-old son, Go get your mother and all her friends. They'll never see a fire like this again. Thomas Edison had a unique perspective on life. A loss like that would get more out of me than, dang it,
Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.